You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind, and last night in Lone Depot Park, we had a classic showdown between the Marlins and the New York Mets. Marlins looking to even their series up at one apiece. Sandy Alcantara was taking on the veteran left-hander Rich Hill with a recap. As always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, if you like great pitching, you came to the right place tonight. Marlins in 10 innings get by the Mets 2-1. to one. The 41-year-old veteran Rich Hill, the lefty on the mound for the Mets. Sandy Alcantara just turned 26 yesterday for the Marlins. Uh, Hill was really, really good in this game, and Sandy was about as good as you can possibly be. And the Marlins find a way to win it in the 10th, 2-1 over the Mets. The Marlins right-hander Alcantara went nine innings in this game, allowed four hits, just one run, walked one, struck out 14, tied for the second-biggest strikeout game in Marlins franchise history, it's a new career high for him. He'd had 11 Ks, 12 Ks, 6 Ks, and now 14 in his last four times out. Got up to 114 pitches, a new career high tonight. And the Marlins find a way to walk it off in the 10th. Marlins struck first in this game against Rich Hill in the second inning. After Hill had retired the first four, Brian De La Cruz doubled, took third base, and Alewin Diaz ground ball to second. So man at third with two outs in inning number two. Marlins trying to strike first. And the catcher, Alex Jackson, was at the plate. 0-2 to Jackson. A line drive just over the shortstop. Base hit left field. De La Cruz in from third. It's 1-0 Marlins. Lindor went as high as he could. Got leather on it, but couldn't pull it down. So Jackson with his ninth RBI to start the scoring tonight. Well, that's all that Rich Hill would allow in six innings. Five hits, just the one run. Didn't walk anybody. Struck out eight. Hit a batter. Through 83 pitches, 64 of which were strikes. Only 19 balls for Rich Hill tonight. And he would keep the Marlins at bay. But Sandy was cruising along, particularly from the uh, end of the third inning on. He got the first two outs in the top of the third, pitching with a one nothing lead. He then walked Francisco Lindor at the end of a nine-pitch plate appearance. But with Pete Alonso at the plate, Lindor tried to steal second base, and Alex Jackson gunned him down. Jackson to Chisholm, 2-4, to four, to end that third inning. And then Sandy got on a run. He struck out two in a one 2 3 fourth inning. Struck out two and a one, two, three, fifth inning. Struck out two and a one, two, three, sixth inning. When he caught Pete Alonso looking at strike three to begin the seventh, he'd retired 10 in a row, and he had nine strikeouts through six and a third, pitching with a one nothing lead. I was talking, though, about how the Marlins had squandered some scoring chances, trying to maybe pad that lead a little bit. And when you're pitching a one-run game, as well as saying he was pitching, any kind of a mistake could come back to bite you, and that's exactly what happened when Michael Conforto hit with one out in the seventh. Sandy's pitch is blasted right a long way back. Sanchez turns, watches what we're just saying. One pitch, one mistake is all it takes when you only score one run for him. And on a changeup that hung up there a little bit, Conforto hits it out, and the Mets have tied the game at one. When Sandy came back, he struck out Javier Baez, his 10th K, then got Jeff McNeil to line to first, ending the seventh inning, but we were tied at one. At that point, Sandy... Had retired 12 of the last 13. Marlins couldn't score in their half of the seventh. They got a man down to second base, but uh, an inning double play would get the Mets out of that mess. In the top of the eighth, Sandy stayed out there, having thrown 87 pitches through seven. He struck out Kevin Pillar, his 11th K. 
He then fanned James McCann to match his previous career best with his 12th strikeout of the night. Pitcher Dominic Smith didn't go down by way of the K. He did go down by the way of a ground ball to short. So another 1-2-3 inning for Alcantara. And when the Marlins couldn't score in their half of the eighth, they had two on with one out, but Brian De La Cruz didn't double play. We went to the ninth, tied at one. Sandy stayed out there. He allowed a leadoff single to Jonathan Villar. He then got Lindor in a pop-up to third. And with a man at first and one out in the ninth inning in a 1-1 game, he faced the always dangerous Pete Alonso. The 2-2 to Alonso. Swing and a miss. A new career high. Strikeout number 13 for Sandy Alcantara. And it was still at that point a 1-1 game. He was not yet out of the inning, however. When VR stole second base, the Mets had the go-ahead man in scoring position for the man who had homered in the seventh, Michael Conforto. Conforto waits a 1-2. Here it comes. Swing and a miss. 14 strikeouts for Sandy Alcantara. He has completed nine innings for the third time in his big league career. Now we'll see if the Marlins can walk it off and get Sandy the much-deserved victory. What a night for Sandy Alcantara. 114 pitches thrown, most he's ever thrown in a major league game. The 14 strikeout performance, the biggest by any Marlins, and Stan Straley struck out 14 Padres in San Diego, April 22, 2017. It matches the second biggest strikeout game in Marlins history. Ricky Nolasco struck out 16 Braves in a 5-4 win September 30, 2009 at Old Turner Field in Atlanta. The other pitchers to strike out 14 in a game as Alcantara did tonight. I mentioned Straley in 2017 against the Padres. Jose Fernandez did it five times in his career. 2016 against the Dodgers, the Phillies, and the Mets. In 2014 against the Braves and in 2013 against the Cleveland Indians. Anibal Sanchez had a 14-strikeout game against the D-backs April 28, 2012. And A.G. Burnett had the first two 14-strikeout games in Marlins history, one in 2004 against the Rockies, the other in 2006, or 2005, rather, against the Milwaukee Brewers. So, Nolasco, Straley, Fernandez, Sanchez, and Burnett, the only pitchers other than Sandy Alcantara to strike out 14 or more in a game for the Marlins, as Sandy did here tonight. Sandy threw nine innings for the third time in his big league career. He'd had three previous complete games. One was only eight and a third innings in a walk-off loss in St. Louis earlier this season. His two other nine-inning outings were both complete game shutout wins against the Mets May 19, 2019 here at Lone Depot Park and against the Royals September 8, 2019 also here at Lone Depot Park. The Mets game was a two-hit shutout. The Royals game was a four-hit shutout. So... He didn't get the complete game tonight because the Marlins couldn't walk it off in the ninth. They loaded the bases with one out, but Miguel Rojas struck out and Jazz Chisholm grounded to short. This game went to the 10th, and the Marlins finally had to go to the bullpen in a 1-1 game. Anthony Bender came out of the pen. Michael Conforto was the place runner at second base to begin the 10th inning. Bender struck out Javier Baez for out number one. Jeff McNeil hit a ground ball sharply back to the mound. Bender knocked it down by the time he found it. He still had time to go to first base for the Adam McNeil for the second out, but Conforto advanced to third base. Pinch hitter Luis Guillorme then worked a walk. Albert Almora pinch ran at first base. The Mets in a 1-1 game had run into the corners, two outs in the top of the 10th, and pinch hitter Patrick Mazika grounded back to the pitcher, ending the inning, getting this game into the bottom of the 10th, tied at one. Jazz Chisholm, the speedy second baseman, was the place runner at second base to begin the 10th inning. Magnarese Sierra dropped down a sacrifice bunt on a really good pick at first base. 
by the second baseman Baez covering. He saved an errant throw that would have ended the game. But the Sierra sack bunt got Chisholm to third with one out. Jesus Sanchez then took a called third strike to finish a one-for-five night that included four Ks for him tonight. So there were two outs in inning number 10. Marlins had Chisholm, the winning man at third base, and they had the rookie phenom, Brian De La Cruz, at the plate against Edwin Diaz. The 1-1 pitch, a drive to center field, back goes Almora, still back, and back, and back, and off the wall! It's a game winner for De La Cruz and the Marlins! Brian De La Cruz, a long single to center, in from third, Chisholm. The Marlins come pouring out of the third base dugout. They've beaten the Mets tonight in dramatic walk-off fashion, 2-1-10. to one in ten. De La Cruz went three for five. He doubled and scored in the second, had a single in the fourth, and the game winner in the 10th inning. He's hitting 342 through his first 35 big league games with the big walk-off hit tonight. The Marlins over the Mets in 10 by the final of 2-1. to one. For Miami, two runs, 10 hits, no errors, 11 runners left on base. For the Mets, run on four hits, one error. They strand five. Anthony Bender, the winning pitcher, three and two. Edwin Diaz takes the loss, five and six. Time of the ballgame, three hours, six minutes. For the Marlins, they improve to 58 and 81 with the victory. Now 37 and 34 at home. It's their sixth walk-off win of the season. First walk-off hit, first walk-off RBI for Brian De La Cruz in his major league career. Marlins improved to... 7-7 seven and seven in extra innings and 16-26 and 26 in games decided by a single run. As for the Mets, they dropped to 70-70, and 70, back to 529-43 on the road. They had won 9 of 11 coming in, but they come up short here tonight. The Mets now 5-6 and six in extras, 27-28 and 28 in one-run games. They've lost more one-run decisions than any team in all of Major League Baseball. So on a night where... They put Jesus Aguilar on the injured list, and they were already without Brian Anderson and Garrett Cooper, and they had traded Starling Marte, and they had traded Adam Duvall. Marlins don't muster much offense, but they manage enough. In 10, they beat these Mets 2-1. to one. Sandy Alcantara dazzling on the hill tonight. Again, nine innings, four hits, one run, one walk, a career-high 14 strikeouts. He hit a batter. He allowed the homer to Conforto in the seventh. That was it. A career-high 114 pitches. 81 strikes for the right-hander, Alcantara. Anthony Bender, one inning, one walk, one strikeout. He's the winning pitcher as the Marlins take down the Mets tonight in 10 by the final of 2-1. to one. Marlins pitchers, Alcantara and Bender, combined for 15 strikeouts in this game at 25 bucks a pop. That's $375 to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. The Marlins and Auto Nation again partnering this year to try to strike out cancer in our community. Marlins pitchers now up to 1,173 strikeouts in the season. That means $29,325 already for Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. Sandy Alcantara threw more pitches than he ever has in his big league career. He struck out more than he ever has in his big league career. Let's hear from the Marlins ace after the Marlins 2-1 extra inning victory. I think everything was good today. Everything, my four seam, two seam, slider, change up. You know, I, I think I have a great combination today. Eight of your strikeouts came in the sixth inning or later. Did you feel that you were getting stronger as the game went on? You guys know I saved my billow. You know, I just saved my billow and I got to use it in the game. You know, it doesn't matter, like, in one inning, I got to throw it. Christina? Yeah, Sandy, uh, would you consider this your best performance? I mean, I think, yeah, you know, nine inning, 14 strikeout, you know, I mean, this is the first time this year that I that I did, you know, and I think 
I gotta keep working. I gotta keep working and see if I can keep doing. And, you know, your final out, you get Conforto again. Just how, how good did that feel, especially considering the home run he had hit earlier? You know, when I saw him, you know, coming to the box, you know, I say, this is the guy. This is the guy, you know, because he hit a home run against me tonight, you know, and I just was, and I was really focused on him, you know, and tried to get a strike out, and I did. Jordan? Hey, Sandia, you were in 99 pitches after the eighth inning. When you were going back to the dugout, did you, what, what was your mind? Did you think that you were going to be able to have that chance to go back out in the ninth? And how did you feel being able to get the chance to go nine innings? You guys know my mentality. You guys know. Just thinking of nine innings every time, you know, it doesn't matter what happened. When I saw Donnie coming to me, you know, I say, I got to finish the game. And he know it, and he gave me the opportunity. And then what was your reaction watching Brian De La Cruz hit the walk-off to seal the win? I mean, great. You know, he tried to put the ball in play, and he did. You know, I think he, he did a great job, you know, put the ball in play, and we win it. Yes? Yeah, just two more for me. Uh, what's it been like working with Alex Jackson? The last couple of times you've set career highs in strikeouts, uh, he's been the guy that's caught you. What's worked about that relationship? I mean, he's... He, He's great, you know, he did a great job, you know, calling pitchers, you know, I think he was with me and I was with him, you know, we was to get in the game, you know, try to execute like great pitchers, you know, and we did, we did a great job tonight and we got to keep doing. And then you were part of that group of players that, you know, you were on the field earlier, all you guys were watching Derek Jeter make his acceptance speech into the Hall of Fame. Uh, did that kind of give you some extra motivation tonight, especially knowing what a competitor he was as a player? I mean, I think Derek Jeter was the best player that, that I ever see, you know. I mean, I feel great for him and happy, you know. I think his family feel happy too, you know. And when they was, you know, like doing that on TV, I was here inside, you know, try to, to do my scouting report, you know, watch some video and I lose and I can see it. <clears throat> Last one in English, Christina. Yeah, Sandy, you mentioned your velocity. Uh, today you said, like, you matched the stack cast record for most strikeouts, 99 miles per hour or more. Just how much pride do you take in being able to throw fast, but also just to be able to keep, you know, like hitters off balance and get them out with your velocity? I think the, the job that I've been doing the off-season and a spring training and do, during the, the, the season, I think that helped me a lot, you know. And I just want to finish strong, finish strong and healthy and let the thing happen. You know, I mean, I feel great because I've been doing a great job. You guys know it. And, you know, I just want to finish strong and keep, keep doing my thing. Marlins ace Sandy Alcantara after the Marlins 2-1 win over the Mets last night. Let's check in now with the manager, Don Mattingly. Hey, Donnie, uh, can we just start with Sandy? 14 Ks, goes to nine innings. You guys get the win for him. Just Can you just speak to what he's doing just the – Keep finding more ways to elevate his game. Uh, yeah, he was, that was special tonight. That stuff was filthy, you know, and he's out there in the ninth with, you know, 110, 112, throwing 100. Um, yeah, that's about as good as it gets right there. That's, that's uh, you know, just special. And I think you see the, you know, Sandy started off as a guy that wasn't getting a lot of punch outs. Uh, same stuff, um, but now – you know, learning the sequences and where to go with guys, you know, just continuing to work to get better. 
um, watching his bullpens over the over the years now. Uh, you see the things that he works on, being specific with certain pitches and certain counts, um, and, and then the stuff's just that good. So uh, that, that was really good to see tonight. Is there ever a moment when you're watching him in a given start when you can just tell that he's going to have a good night? Uh, Mel said early on, he, like first inning, he said he's on a mission tonight. And uh, I see something that's a little different than Mel because he probably is watching him, but he gets that little head tilt. When that head's down, it's got that hawk look. Uh, when he's looking over that glove and – it seems like there's times when he's locked in every once in a while that head gets up and it's loose, but I don't think that's very scientific what I'm looking at. Jess? Can you hear me? Yep, we got you. Okay. Uh, Donnie, just uh, sticking with Sandy, the last couple of times that he's had career strikeouts, he's been working with Alex Jackson. What have you noticed about uh, the rapport that the two of them have been able to build it and kind of that trust level that's required with your catcher. And they've only worked together a handful of times. Yeah. Alex has done a nice job with Sandy. I think Sandy's kind of graduating to the point where he knows what he wants to do more, you know, in the, with some of the younger guys you want, um, you know, you felt like he needed more help on understanding where he wanted to go and when, uh, and that's just part of his maturation is really understanding what he wants to do and what, what he wants to go to. Uh, but him and Alex seem to be pretty much on the same page. You didn't see a lot of long looks and things like that. So Alex did a nice job with him. And, and Alex does, you know, he is a guy that's, he's still young, but he, he does work at that part of it. And uh, it's going to be important for him. Christina. Donnie, uh, with Sandy, when's, I guess, the last time you've seen maybe that dominant of a starting pitch performance uh, for a Marlins pitcher or maybe just another team's pitcher? Well, our guy was pretty good tonight, too. <laughs> he just didn't last that long. Um, I, I don't know. It's hard to think back. I know there's other games. I know Arena threw a game against the Dodgers here on a day game that I think he doesn't maybe doesn't give up a run until the ninth. Um, you know, it's hard to, to like think back right now, but it's hard to say that somebody was better than that. Um, that's pretty special. Jose's, I hate to say it like that, but Jose's last game he pitched here was, was special. Um, but that was, that was electric stuff. And, you know, all night, I think. So, uh, just this, you mentioned briefly, just the velocity, just, I think the slider was even hitting almost 94. Just what does that mean for like a hitter? Just trying to see like three different offerings that are extreme below. Yeah. And, and then the, the locations, you know, he was, you know, when he gets the change up down and then he's throwing that fastball up the four seamer up at the end of the game, it looked like his sinker was like just taken off down. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm not sure that, you know, there's, you know, I'm sure you should probably talk to the Met guys on that one because it, he, he was filthy and that, that's no fun hitting and it doesn't give you a lot of chances up there unless he makes mistakes. Uh, and he didn't, he didn't make hardly any time. Daniel Alvarez. Yeah, Donnie, when he was done, when, when, I mean, when, when he completed the eighth inning, 
Um, did you talk to him about going to to the ninth? And if so, what what you uh, told him uh, before that inning? More than anything, I checked on him. You know, and we kind of had a number um, that we weren't going to let him get past. Um, the eighth, his stuff was so good. The delivery was still easy. Um, so really, it was more checking with him. It was like, you're okay. And he's like, I got, yeah. So he was, he was ready. You know, he, he says it all the time. He wants to finish him. Uh, obviously, he didn't get to finish this one, but, you know, he gave, it, he gave us everything he needed to. Jordan? Yeah, hey, Don. Uh, De La Cruz, three hits, the walk-off. We've been talking about him since he got called up, but for him to come up in a clutch moment like that as a young guy to uh, be able to seal the win? Yeah, obviously Dale has been a pleasant surprise for a guy coming out of the minor leagues. We've seen a lot of our young guys come up. It seems like it takes him a little bit. Um, and he really has. He's been good defensively. Um, you know, the first swing he takes to that at bat is impressive. It's like, you know, their guy, uh, Eddie, was on the, on the hunt too. He was firing. And, and that first fastball he fouls back, it was like, I'm here. You know, it was kind of like letting him know, uh, and it and it changes changes things. So that aggression and, and that confidence he showed right there is, is good to see. Last one, Jess. Thanks, Daniel. Yeah, Donnie, just wanted to ask you. You know, earlier this afternoon, we saw all the guys during stretch watching the big board, watching Derek Jeter make that Hall of Fame speech, uh, and then just to you know, for Sandy to pitch the way that he did to win it in walk-off fashion, did it just kind of seem like one of those endings to what's kind of just overall been a cool day? Uh, honestly, I didn't put them together like that at all. Obviously, huge, you know, day for Derek and as usually just tremendous with, um, I didn't get to see the whole speech, but I, a pretty good chunk of it. Um, so that part was tremendous. I didn't really put that together, but Sandy was, um, say Hall of Famish tonight himself. Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins beat the Mets 2-1 to one in 10 innings at Lone Depot Park last night. That sets up a rubber match tonight. Jesus Luzardo versus the veteran right-hander Marcus Stroman. 6-40 first pitch, 6-10 airtime with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.